Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hi, I'm Helen. And I'm Sarah. And you're listening to the Squiggly Careers podcast, where each week we explore the ups, downs, ins and outs of careers today and share insights and ideas for action and some tips and tools for you to try out too. Today, you get our thoughts on uh, the topic of weak ties and how you can work your weak ties to support you in your career development. And if it is not a term that you are familiar with, do not worry, because Sarah is going to talk about what weak ties are and why they are helpful before we get into all those tips and tools that I mentioned. But before she does that, if it is your first time listening, you might not know about the many things that we produce to make your learning from the podcast last longer. You thought you were here for entertainment. We are here to help you learn. (laughs) So if you want to reflect on what you have heard today, or maybe you've like just not got a pen and paper at hand because you're listening while driving or walking a dog or whatever it is you're doing right now, you can download our squiggly careers pod sheet and it summarizes some of the key points and it also includes some coach yourself questions so that you can reflect a little bit on what you've heard and if you want to be part of a conversation about this topic you can join us in our weekly pod plus session which is a 30 minute zoom with sarah and me sometimes both of us sometimes one of us but it's every thursday at nine o'clock and on on zoom and it's free and all the details for both those things are in the show notes so let's get into what weak ties are. Because I always think it sounds doesn't sound like it's good, does it? Oh, you're a weak tie. Oh, I don't. I don't. If I want to be someone's weak tie, it sounds like being the weak weakest link. Yeah, um, but it is a positive thing, and weak ties are really important. And the concept comes originally from a sociology professor called Mark Granovetta, and he published a paper called "The Strength of Weak Ties." So let's just start by thinking about what is the difference between strong ties and weak ties and then why weak ties are important enough for us to spend a podcast talking about them. So strong ties are the people who know you well, who understand who you are, and I think they've usually supported and sponsored your work in some way. Weak ties are more casual contacts, but who we have a common point of connection with. So the interesting thing about weak ties is that They know things that we don't know, and they know people we don't know. And that is really valuable for us in terms of our learning, growing, and also spotting new opportunities and possibilities. When I think about the strong ties for me and my career, they're the people that I go to to build my belief. If I've got a bit stuck, if I need some advice, and those people are also probably going to really challenge me because they know me well enough to be 
honest and give me that candid feedback that we all need from time to time. So strong ties still really important. But those weak ties are people where we probably haven't spent that much time with them. They won't know us anywhere near as well, but they will be connected to other people. They'll probably have lots of experiences that are less familiar to us. And so when we spend time with our weak ties, they do build bridges, I think, to new networks, to new opportunities. They're the ripple effect of having strong and weak ties means that your career community will just look and feel much more diverse and interesting as a result. And there's an interesting point actually there, which is not that weak ties are replacing strong ties, it's that you want a bit of both. They both Mm. do something really valuable for your career. And I think weak ties as well are particularly important. If you are in any moment in time in your career where you're trying to like change things up, if you're Mm. trying to change things up in your career, either you feel like you want to make a big change in your career, you're thinking about a career pivot, maybe you're just thinking about exploring working in a different team, maybe you feel like you need like an injection of learning, or you just need to spend time with people who are going to say things that surprise you, or have just got a completely different frame of reference to you. That's where I think weak ties are really, really valuable. And then I think there are times where you just need those strong ties by your side. I always feel like they are sort of there looking after you and guiding you and sponsoring you. And so what we thought we'd do today to make this really real and useful is we're going to do five ways to work your weak ties, which I just feel like is the Squiggly Critters podcast at its best. I was going, there's this thing called weak ties. It's important. Now let's dive into the ideas for action and how to do this. Because I do think if you are like me and you're more introverted, strong ties is probably me at my most comfortable and confident when I'm developing my network. I'm good at developing strong ties. I think I've said before on the podcast, I describe my approach to networking sometimes like a limpet. Like I'm really good at creating connections and then I basically never let go. Whereas weak ties, I think feels daunting. I don't know these people. How do I make these casual connections? It's so interesting, isn't it? Because I feel like weak ties are really exhilarating for me. Hmm. But but maybe that's more the extrovert context on it. Because I'm like, oh, you you never know who you're going to meet. And you never know what you're going to talk about. And isn't that fun? And you're like, no, not particularly. (laughs) Not fun. Scary. And would make me quite, it makes me quite apprehensive. So I think this idea of weak ties, I think you can rationally understand why it's important. But I can imagine getting really stuck then on going, well, how would I do this? Like, what would this look like? Maybe it's an introvert, extrovert thing. Or maybe it's just something you think, well, I've just not thought about this I'm for not a done while. It before, I don't know how. Yeah, well, so we how, will, how do I do this? We will help you with the how, everybody. And what we've done is the five ideas for action that we've got, we have designed around some of the questions that our community shared with us. So we asked them, you know, what do you want to know about weak ties on Instagram? And people said things like, I want to know how to do it confidently. I need to do it efficiently because I haven't got loads of time. I'd like to develop kind of ties in and outside my business. And also someone had specific said you know what if you've been away from work for a while for an absence where do I get started so it's those sort of career conundrums that have informed the actions that we have developed for you shall I go first go for it Okay, so I want to go back to that point that Sarah said when she was talking about the definition of what a weak tie is, that it's some kind of contact that's connected by a common interest. And I think that is actually a really good starting point for thinking about how you can work your weak ties. 
it's finding some communities that are connected by curiosity. So maybe there is something that you want to learn or something that you are particularly passionate about. If you can find communities that exist, that thing that everyone's curious about can be your common point of connection. And sometimes that makes it a bit easier to build those relationships when you're starting from scratch, because at least there's a topic you can talk about. So I'll give you a really good example from me at the moment. I have joined this community called Yellow Learning, and it's like a four or five month learning program people all around the world you're put into quite a small cohort and the groups are really diverse everyone does very different things we live in different places we're in very different careers but the thing that connects us all is we just have this passion and openness for re-looking at what learning can be and when I say re-looking at what learning can be I've done everything from grab a random thing in my room and talk about how I'm feeling about my work and life right now. I picked a pair of Allen keys, that was interesting, to designing some sock puppets and having one that was like my best self sock puppet and one that was my worst self sock puppet and have them talking to each other. I mean, so how have I not of... seen that on Instagram? With all <laughs> it's the been on Instagram. Stuff you do on Instagram. It's been on Instagram. Has I it? think you just haven't looked at our Instagram for yeah, a while. Probably. <laughs> <laughs> but um, it's been a really good way of connecting with different people and sparking some conversations and sharing insights with people that I probably wouldn't have met if it hadn't been for that curious community connecting us. Yeah, and I think I've done something similar where I'd noticed that connecting with weak ties doesn't happen unless you make it happen. And I think you have to be quite intentional about it. Or certainly if you're someone like me where you are less likely to spend time with weak ties in terms of it's not a habit, it's not something you would necessarily actively seek. And I noticed that actually, particularly from, I think, the pandemic and everyone working at home more, some of my ability to create new wheat ties has definitely disappeared. I've just had less informal coffee chats, you know, more of those kind of incidental conversations. And so I joined a learning, similar to Helen, but a kind of very immersive learning programme for two days that was all about sustainability, sustainability in business. And again, part of the reason for that was I was just really curious to learn more about things like I learned about systems thinking, learned a bit about design thinking. And I sort of followed my curiosity without being too worried about being very purposeful. You know, sometimes we feel like, how am I going to use this in my day to day job? And that is really important for lots of our learning. But I think if you want to find new weak ties, following your curiosity just means that then suddenly, you know, five or six people who you didn't know before. And what's interesting on working your weak ties, I actually had an email from one of those people today. So they got back in touch with me on LinkedIn and I said, oh, can you email me? Because I always forget to do things properly on LinkedIn. Um, like I need, I need it on emails connected to my calendar. And then we're just going to have a virtual coffee. So again, that's connecting in a way that really works for me. That's a new weak tie. And I've just, we both followed our curiosity and we have that as a point of connection, even though our backgrounds are really different. So that girl that I'm going to be talking to, very interestingly, has just come back, I think, from four or five years in Kenya, working in sustainability in Kenya. So she's a real expert, very different working life to me. And again, you just feel, I just feel like, oh, that'll be interesting. And you don't have to worry, I think, too much where your weak ties might take you. Mm. Yeah, I think that's interesting, actually. The person that said, I want to do it efficiently. I think sometimes working your weak ties might feel 
mm. in the immediate term a bit inefficient because you're not doing it for the purpose of immediately getting something out of someone. You're just trying to spark a new a new relationship. And I was just thinking, because our examples, mine was like, I've joined a learning community for five months and yours was like, I took two days out. They might sound a bit resource intensive. Mm. So what you could do is join something like lunchclub.com, which does the matching for you. So you put in what you're curious about and it connects you to somebody who has those shared points of curiosity. And then you can go and have like a one hour conversation. So that might be an efficient way of finding people if you can't find the communities like Sarah and I have done or you haven't got the time to make that sort of commitment. I also think we've made time for those communities, but we have done that in a very, we're probably only going to do that once in a year, you know, Mm. once or twice in a year. So it's very occasional. It's not like we're trying to create a habit, but I think it's noticing when was the last time I just followed my curiosity to create new connections. And I remember thinking, I can't think of the last time that I did that. So therefore, Mm. I'm going to be proactive to kind of make that happen. It's worked out that therefore we have those examples at our fingertips. If you'd have asked me three months ago, I think I would have said, I think that's a real gap for me. Mm. So our second idea for action is about reconnection. And so sometimes rather than starting completely from scratch, so trying to build a new weak tie, it's easier to think about who do we already know? Who have we perhaps met before, but we've not been in touch with for a while? So this could be previous managers is always a really good place to start. Previous managers you felt a point of connection with. Perhaps you just you got on well or you think they might know some interesting people. It could be people you've just worked alongside, people in previous organisations. It could even be, and I think this is true for lots of people during COVID, you know, people you had connections with because you were in the same place. And then suddenly when you're not in the same place, those connections wane because you don't see them when you're getting a cup of tea or you're not kind of walking around floors in the same way. And I know lots of people said to me that was definitely true for them. There was people that they quite enjoyed just having chats with. And because they then weren't part of their day-to-day jobs, those chats just disappeared. And again, and, and you know, we were all trying to get our head around, well, how do we work? And we probably didn't quite make space or time for those connections. So reconnections could be really close to home. There's those people that you in your team or in your organization you're not spending that much time with or they could be outside of your organization and I think the reason that we don't do this sometimes is we feel maybe a bit embarrassed about the fact that we've not been in touch with someone for a while mm. and it feels a bit I don't know whether it feels a bit like needy or we worry that people are busy and we're like oh is that an okay thing to do but I think just remember that whenever you're kind of asking for help in any way or you're saying to somebody that you are interested to learn more about something that they know about that's a really flattering thing to do most people will feel really good about that reconnection because you've essentially gone oh I'm really interested I'm really interested to find out more about what you're working on at the moment I just thought it might be nice to reconnect and see what we're both up to and have a bit more of an informal chat maybe there's something even more specific you know that they're up to that you kind of want to learn more about but I think never let that potential of thinking you know, we haven't been in touch for a while, stop you. Because I think the worst case scenario is you, you know, you might not get a reply from somebody, but also you probably will. And the likelihood is they'll just think, yeah, that'd be great. I'd love to catch up with that person. And also like, what's the worst that can happen when you reach out to reconnect with somebody? Like they're just going to go, hope you're well. I mean, it's not really a bad outcome to an attempt to reconnect. I was thinking as well, when you said that about kind of think about a place that you've been to and the way that you articulated it was like a physical place like a company that you've worked in but I think you could also think about like a place in time in your career Mm. like when maybe like when you were learning something like I've recently reconnected with my MBA alumni community which was you know that was a particular point in time in my career or even like maybe 
I don't know, maybe when I, there was a, a particular group of people when I first became a parent and I was sort of navigating all of that stuff. And that was like a point in time in my career. And I haven't reconnected with some of those people now because, you know, needs change and lives change. But I think place can be physical, like a company I work in, a location I worked in, or a bit more conceptual, like the place that you were at in that time in your career and the community that you might have been connected to at the time, but you might have lost touch with as time has moved on. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com/upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com/achieve today. So our third idea for action is all about going from strong to weak. So this is a bit of like connecting the dots really between the two different types of community. And the idea here is that you've got those really strong relationships with the people that know you well and understand what you do and you can leverage those people so that they can lead to new weak ties for you. It's basically about asking those people Do you know anyone who? So you might need to be specific. You might need to say one of the things that I'm looking to learn a bit more about is this particular role or this particular industry or one of the things I'm curious to learn more about is this particular topic. Like you might need to just kind of give it a bit of a frame, but then what you want to do is go to that strong tie and say do you know anybody who can help me? And they are more likely to help you because I sort of already bought into you. What I would say my top tip here is some of your strong ties may be better at making those introductions and connections for you than others. Like if I think about some of my strong ties, they are amazing people, but they're not particularly connected people. And they might be like, sorry Helen, I'd love to help, but I can't, and I wouldn't want to put them in a bit of a <laughs> tough spot. But some of my other strong ties are they're like hub people. They're those people that are always meeting other people. Like if I think about my manager James from Virgin, who has been on our podcast, <laughs> he's one of those people that just seems to know everybody, and he is generous enough to make introductions. He does it. He he would do it all the time. And so I'd be quite confident that if I went to him and said, you know, do you know anyone who? Not only would he probably have a yes, he would be generous enough and proactive enough to make that connection for me. My top tip here because I love this one because I I have used this very effectively is when you are having each of these conversations see it as like a chain reaction. So for every new person that you meet, 
who, you know, so let's say one of your strong ties has introduced you to one person who they were like, oh, this person might be able to help. Always follow up and have that conversation and then always end that conversation by saying exactly as Helen said, oh, is there anyone else you think I should speak to who could help me to learn more about what it's like to grow a business? Or is there anyone else you think I could speak to who might help me to grow my gravitas or to change direction in my career? Whatever the purpose is for having that conversation, ask that person and see if they know anyone else. Because every time you do that, you're moving further away from the people that you know really well. And you're kind of getting, (laughs) there's no nice way, like weaker and weaker, but that's a good (laughs) thing. I was like, oh my God, the language here just blows my mind. But you're like, the weaker and weaker, the further away, the like ripples extend. And I think that's really useful because then that's when suddenly you're having a conversation with someone who you never would have done normally because that's maybe three connections on. That's a weak tie who's introduced you to another weak tie to another weak tie. And again, just their ability to know things that you would never know and to know other people is just really, really valuable. So always make sure when you're five minutes away from your meeting ending, I always keep a little eye on it because I'm rubbish at time management with those kind of things. But I always think, I must ask that question at the end. You never know who knows who. So Mm -hmm. not only might they know someone that you don't know, but also they will often introduce you as well. So they'll say, oh, do you want me to introduce you? And you're like, brilliant. (laughs) That saves me a job. And, you know, when people ask me that, if I ever can, I always will. And again, if I can't, I'll always be really honest about that. I'll say, oh, I probably don't really know that person well enough to make a direct introduction. But hey, why don't you start having a look at what they're doing, see if there's opportunities to go to some of the events or things where they might be. And, you know, maybe they're just a good person for them to follow or something like that. But I think just make sure that you keep that going. You don't kind of put a full stop after a conversation. Maybe we could rename it like deep relationships and distant relationships. So it's not like that so like strong better. and weak. Maybe, we'll, maybe we'll, we'll take that one forward, everybody. Yeah. So our fourth idea for action is about saying yes when you normally might say no. So let's talk about that one a little bit more. Sometimes I think because we are all so focused on tasks, getting stuff done, we all have more to do than we have time. It always feels like that. We know that from our conversations with people like Oliver Berkman. I think often we don't say yes to things that are the most likely to lead to new week ties because we just think it's not important right now. It's not a priority at the moment. There are better ways to spend my time. This might not be true for you, but certainly this is true for me. I sometimes think, well, no, that's not top of my list right now. I probably do need to finish that presentation or prepare for this podcast or whatever it might be. But I am going to say yes to that because I spot it as an opportunity to create a new week tie. And so sometimes that can be about a one-to-one conversation. So we've talked before about things like curiosity coffees. And often for me, that's how it shows up. That's what it would look like in my diary. It would look like, oh, I'm having a conversation with someone where it's very hard to connect the dots between why you're having that conversation and what's on your to-do list right now. But I've said yes, because I just think, I feel like they will know people I don't know and they will know things I don't know. That's, I always have that kind of in my head. Of like That's almost like a bit of a lens that I look through sometimes how I spend my time. And if I'm never doing any of that, I think, oh, I'm limiting my learning and I'm limiting the perspectives that I'm getting because I'm spending time probably with people who are probably too similar to me or might have very shared experiences to me. And so like the other week, I had a conversation with somebody who works in Canada in the public sector. And our common point of connection, back to our first idea for action, was that both really interested in career development. But to be honest, that's about as far as it went. Other than that, I was thinking, 
works in a completely different sector, didn't really know very much, it would have been really easy for me to say no to that in terms of spending a bit of my day, like an hour of my day doing that. But by saying yes, it meant I have definitely got a new week tie there that I was like, I recommended a couple of books to her, we've like followed up and I feel that that will just stay as a weak tie. You don't have to turn weak ties into strong ties. I sometimes have to remind myself of that because my inclination is basically to try and be best friends with everybody, um, (laughs) which is not useful. And also most people don't want to be best friends with me, which is fine, obviously. But I think just remember that as well, that someone actually once said this to me. I think I once had this bit of feedback from someone, which is really good. It is really good feedback. Is going, not every relationship has to be like a deep, trusted relationship where you know that person really well weak ties can stay as weak ties of course inevitably the odd weak tie might become a strong tie in time but I think that's probably if you're kind of getting the mix of relationships right that's probably the exception rather than the rule I think as well taking the pressure off the conversation like not seeing good and bad conversations like you might be like oh that was a good conversation because I got loads out of it and that was a bad conversation because we just talked about what each other does and probably not going to see them again I don't think you know how relationships might become meaningful over the long term and so it's the success is having had a conversation and having made a new connection really it's not in the immediate term and so taking the pressure off means that you don't sort of I don't think don't judge things too early Mm. so our fifth idea for action I'm wondering whether this is a bit more of a Helen thing than a Sarah thing you'll have to let me know but I definitely do this so this is using LinkedIn slash other social media to warm up a weak tie but I do think I do this more on LinkedIn so what I would do here is if there were some areas that I was curious about or some connections that I was conscious that I wanted to make. I would maybe start following some people or some groups on LinkedIn. I would try to warm up a weak tie. So maybe by liking a post that someone was sharing or commenting on it with my perspective. And what it means is I'm warming up a little bit so that when I reach out to that person, maybe for a Zoom conversation or a curious coffee, like Sarah said, if it's appropriate to have it in person, I'm not a completely like unknown entity. They're like, oh, you know, I've I've seen your name popping up or we might have had a little bit of back and forth chat on LinkedIn before we go into the DMs and get to know each other and maybe have that point of connection that goes beyond social media. But I have done it a lot. Lots of contacts that I have had that have initially started on social media have become conversations and some of them have gone on to become strong ties over the long term. And it's enabled us to develop people for our network that have helped us at Amazing If and find like new podcast guests, all kinds of things. But using LinkedIn or other social media to warm up a weak tie can be a good way to make a connection request more likely to kind of get a yes from somebody else. Do you think you do it, Sarah? No. (laughs) (laughs) Not not, not ignore, ignore, ignore. Probably not in the way that you've just described. Just because I think you do have to do what feels right for you. What I would be more likely to do is write like an essay. I'd be like, oh, I'm going to write I'm gonna write a really long essay about something that I feel like might be a really common point of connection. And then I would almost use that to share. I think I feel most comfortable sharing things that I think might be helpful. You know, do you know that... what's making me think? Like, what? what if we didn't know each other? And what if we like <laughs> what, on we'd social never, media? We'd, we'd never... Yeah, like we didn't know each other. And then like we're mm. on LinkedIn. I think you'd be like, she's really annoying liking and commenting on my posts and I'd be like god get to the point in your dm messages I don't think we'd ever make friends it's a good job we already are yeah I do wonder that sometimes like would we would we be connected like if we saw each other from a distance 
because our approaches are quite different. <laughs> I think we'd need to meet in person. Maybe we would, I think we could end up being connected by curiosity. So because we both live to learn, we would turn up at the same thing. Uh, we'd be there for different reasons and we'd enjoy it in different ways. Like I'd love the learning, like the content. You'd love all You're the You're making me doubt that we'd even like each other then. <laughs> but we might just like, that might be like, the, the breakthrough spark. that we the catalyst okay. that we would need mate i like to think <laughs> like i like a, to think that we would like a sliding doors moment would we still we'd be still connect <laughs> yeah. i hope so I yeah hope so. <laughs> the one other thing i thought might be worth mentioning is i do think sometimes when you're trying to work your weak ties you either do get the no reply or the no the fear of rejection can stop us and then the mm. actual rejection can also stop us because we then think well that's not worked and this also happens to us all of the time, by the way, everybody listening. So we will ask people to come on the podcast who just don't ever reply to me. <laughs> and I'm always like, or oh. me. <laughs> even, and even if Helen's done her stalking thing, you know, maybe they're still not replying. Can we not call it the stalking thing? <laughs> oh, sorry. The Warming up a weak tie, Sarah. Warming up a weak tie thing. So this happens to us all the time. And I think if this had happened to me five or six years ago, I think I would have taken it really personally because you're putting a lot of effort into it and energy And I think probably because we do it so much now and because we often are trying to get into other places and spaces and stuff, actually getting more used to it, practicing the rejection or the no reply makes you accept it much more. And I think if this does happen to you, A, don't feel bad and it's not about you. It's never about you. It's never personal. Someone might not see something. They genuinely might not have the time. They've probably got other stuff going on that you just don't know about. I will definitely have said no to things where people might have like, you know, maybe they hurt you say yes and you've, you have to say no. And I think that doesn't mean that they're not interested or it doesn't mean that you're not taking the right approach. So I just think if along the way you sort of feel like, oh, it's not quite working out as you hoped, don't get disheartened because it is never about you. And I think when you do this enough and when you practice this enough, you kind of get used to having all these weak ties, having quite, I think, low expectations is a good thing when it comes to weak ties. As Helen said, it's not about going, wow, is this a deep and meaningful relationship within six months? Or has this person given me a job? Or exactly what have I gained? And Helen and I even nearly had this as an idea for action. But I think it is just sort of trusting in career karma, which is what we always talk about when we talk about networking and people helping people. I think when you're thinking about weak ties, trusting career karma Some people will say yes, some people will say no, some people won't reply. It's all okay. Keep going. Try what works for you. And I think come up almost with your own ways of working your weak ties. I think what you've heard from Helen and I here today is essentially us clashing together both of our approaches to working our weak ties. But if I think about all of the good stuff that has come from weak ties over the years, they're invaluable because these are the people that will connect you with someone where you're like, wow, that's amazing. That's going to mean that we've got a podcast guest now for our listeners that we would never have normally got. Or that means I've learned something that I just would never have learned and I've grown in a new direction. So the important thing now is maybe listening to what you've heard today is think about for you, if you were going to do three ways that you want to work your weak ties, what three things are you going to do? What feels like the most genuine and authentic and realistic way for you to work your weak ties? And so we'll just summarise the five that we've got and then don't forget they'll be on that pod sheet if you do want to download it and write down your own ways, as Sarah said. So the first one was get connected by curiosity. The second one was reconnect with a past relationship. The third was move from your strong ties to new weak ties. The fourth was start to say yes when you might want to say no. And the fifth was use LinkedIn to warm up a weak tie. 
So thank you so much for listening. If you haven't had time yet to rate, review or subscribe, we really appreciate it. We read every review and those star ratings really help us to spread squiggly to new people. And we get people every week discovering the podcast, even though we're 250 episodes in or whatever, however many we've but done. Also, when this comes out, it's pretty close to Christmas. So it could be a squiggly Christmas present to Sarah and I. Oh, right. I wonder where you were going that with that. I was like, <laughs> giving you podcasts as a present? I'm not sure that really works, but sure. <laughs> no, a review. Oh, a review a is nice a present one, for ideally. us. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so we really hope you've enjoyed the episode and we're back with you again next week. Bye for now. Bye, everyone. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.